Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, Dr. Sumi Dunn is here for Ask the GP. If you have a question for Sumi, you can give us a shout. 1800 453 106 is the number. Sumi, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andrea. Glad to be back. Yeah, Clodagh's with us, Sumi. Clodagh, you have a question for Dr. Sumi today. I do, yeah. How are you? Good. Hi, Clodagh. Good. Hi, how are we doing? I'm just um, messaging in just to talk about, um, I suppose I'm not an anxious person or I don't, I haven't been diagnosed, say, with anxiety, but I'm finding a lot between my friends, um, particularly who are parents, and that just these waves of like life being so crazy busy and feeling anxious and actually trying to figure out what these, like, are these feelings genuinely just patches and um, sort of waves of stress and anxiety and what is normal, in, I suppose, in terms of that. Um, you know, sometimes uh, if you speak to your GP, it can be like, well, may, you know, how long is it ongoing? And I know for myself, anyway, personally speaking, that it's not, I'm not an anxious person and I'm not particularly constantly suffering with anxiety, but I do find there are times and waves throughout life that mm-hmm. we have it. And I suppose what feelings and what, what, what is considered normal that would be like manageable within yourself, but like it's totally normal to have. No, that's a really good question. I think, you know, first of all, you know, what, what is normal uh, and what might some people might find easy to cope with, others might find more overwhelming. And then, as you said yourself, that's not you. You know, your, your baseline isn't anxious, but there are these waves. And what I'd like to reassure you is that these waves are quite normal. Uh, and quite often we can get waves for whatever reasons, be it getting back to start of school, going back into a routine, uh, possible life events that you have no control over, uh, either with family or illness or work or finances. And all of that, unbeknownst to you, can have impact on feelings. And it's quite often a trigger self to say, um, what can I do? How can I look after myself? And that is really worth a conversation with your GP. Because if there is anything else going on, for example, if there was, if it was arising through your menstrual cycle on a regular basis and can be pinpointed cyclically, uh, that there is possibly a change of mood or higher anxious levels around that, that's something we can address. If it's ongoing associated with other medical symptoms and physical symptoms, is there something that needs investigation through a blood test? We can do that in general practice. Uh, Is there more... Is there more support that might be required? Because we're really aware and really cognizant of the impact of our mental health on our physical health. Uh, And there's a triumvirate of looking after yourself well, moving well, eating well, and reaching out for support and talk therapies. And again, that's something that we can help very much in general practice. I guess where it becomes more concerning, particularly if you know, as you're saying, that you're very put together, is if it's having impact, if your sleep is starting to get affected, if this is invading your mood on a day-to-day basis, that the mood is becoming lower and lower and lower, and there's no pick-me-up from the usual things that you find joy in. Uh, And if things seem a little bit more grey or over-heightened, it's really worth stepping foot through that door into general practice and having a conversation. Claude, I hope that helps in some way. That's great, yeah. Thank yeah, you very much. Thanks a million for, for, for getting thanks in touch. Um, 1800 453 is the number if you have a question for Dr. Sumi. Siobhan is on the line. Siobhan, what's your question? Hi, Andrea. Hi, Dr. Sumi. Um, we Hi, have Siobhan. just moved recently, uh, about two months ago. When I moved, I knew the area we were moving to had a new state-of-the-art practice. Went along and asked, could we register? And we were told, no, not taking on any new patients. 
then have tried up to 20 kilometres outside of our area and we are getting nowhere. Cannot get a GP within 20 kilometres of our area. Most the area are turning us down, not because they're not taking on new patients, but because we're not in the catchment area. So now I have moved family and no GP. Can't get anyone to take us on. I mean, can they legally say to us, we can't take you on because you're not in the catchment area when they have places? So they have people on their books. They can take people on their books, but only for the catchment area. So okay, I have currently no GP. Yeah. Simi, what's the answer? And the hard to make any comment on a legal aspect but what I, what we can what I can advise and suggest it's really worth getting in touch with your local HSC office to see who has availability on their lists particularly if you've got young children particularly under 8 you know who are mm. eligible for a free GP card and also if yourself and your husband are also eligible either for a medical card or a doctor visit card the local HSC office will have you know, um, be able to signpost you towards practices that do have availability. Now, um, after approaching the HSC, the HSC will have a duty of care towards you, particularly if you fall in the medical card and the doctor visit card and the, you know, the children's under eight card to help you find a practice to facilitate good care. And if you uh, don't? It is going to be an ongoing issue, Andrea, and an yeah, ongoing you know, It comes up all the time, Sumi. Absolutely. Uh, People get just in touch we just on the ground don't have enough GPs for our patients. Uh, and we're all really, really cognizant of yeah. that. Can I reassure everyone that GPs are doing their utmost level best to look after patients to the best of their ability? Uh, and we are incredibly aware of the difficulties that people have in accessing a GP, particularly when they move. Mm. Did, did you, Siobhan, have you had, you've had no luck basically at all then? No, and I did get in touch with two local, two of the HSC practices. We don't have one sitting in the community. I'm in at Boyce. We don't yeah. have one right here, but just outside of it, we two in Kells and Clamell. And I got in touch with both of them, and both of them gave me GPs that were taking on uh, new of the GPs mm. turned us down because we weren't in the catchment area. So they had availability for new clients, but we're outside of um, Clamellan is about 15 minutes from me and okay. Kells is 20 minutes. So we were both turned away and we don't have medical card. I don't have VHI either. I'm one of those sitting in the middle where we didn't have mm-hmm. either of them. So we pay, pay per visit when we go and thankfully we're all quite well. But, you know, I'm currently three months outside of my smear test appointment time because I cannot get a GP to go down to, which so, means I'll have to go and find a well-moment clinic or something, um, you know, outside town, maybe yeah. go back into Dublin to find one. It, that's just the way that is I am it, at the moment. Is it back, back to me so then to the HSE, is it? Well, can I just reassure Siobhan here, with regard to your smear, any registered smear taker GP, irrespective of whether you are a patient or not, will be able to facilitate you for your smear. You can ring any practice to say, I have my cervical smear number, I'm due a smear, and that shouldn't be an issue. Of course, that doesn't address the longer term issues of having a good relationship with a doctor that you can see and you can facilitate on a daily basis. And if anyone else is in that position with regard to smears, you know, it is you are absolutely able to approach any GP that is a registered okay. smear tester and female health clinics to say, I do need my smear. I don't have a GP. Can this be facilitated? I hope that, uh, I hope that answers your, your question, Siobhan. Thanks a million for, for getting in touch. Um, this listener, Sumi, says, is an occasional slight pain in my left arm serious or can it be a symptom of a heart problem? 
hard to say on its own. Again, uh, without knowing the background history, without knowing a family history, without knowing a lifestyle history around smoking or even cholesterol, uh, that's very hard to say. It depends if the left arm pain is linked to something muscular. Uh, so if somebody's been over-exercising or if it's linked to something vascular, that's something in the vessels or the blood vessels, or if it's linked to something cardiac, which is chest related to the left arm. And typically we do say to our patients, if you get chest pain with left arm pain, that is not good. That okay. cannot be ignored. Left arm pain on its own without a little bit more context around history and an examination. Very hard to make comment yeah. on. If our, If your listener is worried, please get in touch with your GP. Um, Shana's on the line as well. What's your question for Dr. Sumi? Hi, Sumi, Dr. Sumi. I'm looking, Hi, I get a Beauty Best cream from my son um, and I know it's a steroid cream that's always on prescription. It's just not going away all the time and I was wondering, is there anything over the counter that I can get that I know I can use daily and not concerned about, you know, they say use it sparingly and stuff, but it's just, it's like a, a red rash on his lip and it's, there is a history of eczema in the family, but I'm just wondering, will it ever go or what else can I do? Okay. Uh, no, I, that that's not unusual in younger kids. And quite often a lot of it is what we call a lick problem. So they lick around their lips. Uh, and that just, you know, it just goes around in a vicious cycle and then, you know, it can get infected. So I would suspect that's where the Fusibet first came from. It is what we call one of our stronger steroids, the betnovate part of the Fusibet. So it's made up of two components, a steroid and a anti antibiotic type agent, the Fusidin part of it. So there are other agents that can be used if it is infected. If it's ongoing, becomes golden and crusty, what we become our classic impetigo type look, that might need systemic antibiotics to blast it and get it out of the system. But if it's just red and oral around the lips with no infective reasons, some simple hydrocortisone ointment, which is much less potent and can be used quite regularly, uh, might be the answer okay. for you. Thanks a million, Shana, for that. Um, Sumi, just one quick text. I've, I've loads more, but just for, for time, I'll just get this one in. My mm. Achilles starts to hurt any time I walk for about more than about 10 minutes. I get a sharp shooting pain. Do I need a physio or doctor appointment? I would start with a physio uh, because our physio colleagues are superb uh, and particularly if there's stretching that needs to be done in a warm-up prior to getting walking. Uh, quite often we do need to stretch before we embark on exercise and if that isn't helping, our, you know, and our physio colleagues are so superb and much more geared in being able to answer and show regular good exercises that can be done, please get in touch with your GP. Dr Sumi Dunn, ask the GP back next Monday. Thanks a million Sumi as always uh, for joining us here on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.